and would not let him go until I had brought him into my mother's house and into the chamber of her that conceived me. I charge you, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose and by the hens of the field, that ye stir not up, nor awake my love, till he please. Who is this that cometh out of the wilderness, like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all powders of the merchant? Behold his bed, which is Solomon's threescore. Valiant men are about it, of the valiant of Israel. They all hold swords, being expert in war. Every man has his sword upon his thigh, because of fear in the night. King Solomon made himself a chariot of the wood of Lebanon. He made the pillars thereof of silver, the bottom thereof of gold, the covering of it of purple, the midst thereof being paved with love for the daughters of Jerusalem. Go forth, all ye daughters of Zion, and behold King Solomon, with the crown wherewith his mother crowned him in the day of the espousal, and in the day of the gladness of his heart. Thus the reading of the word. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Katrina, for reading our scripture today. For those that are just now tuning in, we are reading today. Our study is coming from um, the Song of Songs, which is the Song of Solomon, and uh, this third chapter, there is so much. Y'all pray for me because I'm going to try to get through this in a timely fashion. And there's so much in um, these particular poems that we've been reading. And for those that are new, as we have been sharing um, each day, that you have to go beyond the natural thinking of what you see originally because there is so much more that is in it. And as you go in and as you begin to study, you find that there is much that the Lord is speaking to us from the natural to for us to understand what is taking place in the spirit realm. Um, and so everything that we see on the outside has a spiritual effect to it. And so in this particular chapter, uh, we see a woman who is going through a dreamlike experience. You know, she's there in a city, and uh, she's in that, that, that dream type of state. And she has found herself, you know, being separated from her lover. And so she's she's going, I consider it as a a, a, a seek-and-find mission. Y'all see that when people get lost at sea, there's always that seek-and-find mission. Well, here she is. This is where she's at. And so she goes in. She's encountering the watchmen, uh, and they seem to not be able to help her, but they don't hinder her search either. And so when she does finally find a lover, she takes him. Uh, to her mother's house where they are, they are reunited in the room actually where, where she was conceived, basically, according to when we look at verse 4. You know, there is love that is, that is there in the atmosphere. And so we're seeing the picture on the natural side, you know, that there are the, the lovers, they overcome the obstacles of separation. But the question is, can they remain together? You know, a lot of times people will come together, there's that separation time, but the question is, will they be able to stay together? You know, once upon a time, Al Green's, you sing that song, let's stay together. So that's the question, can they stay together? And so all through this book, you know, there's a continual experience of frustrations in both the separation and then the coming together again. 
and their relationship, what we see, it does not experience, um, you know, immediate uh, uh, consummation. But there is, remember, I talked about that word uh, yesterday, I believe it was, where I mentioned about delayed gratification. There has to be that time where we understand the, the purpose and beauty of having delayed gratification. And so looking at the mother's house, I'm going to quickly go through this, and then we're going to, going to sort of see it in a little bit more detail. Um, here that mother's house is representing, you know, that place of intimacy. You know, just like when you go back and, and you look at Genesis and Isaac and, and Rebecca, you know, they consummate their marriage uh, in their mother's uh, tent, uh, even in that 24th chapter of Genesis. So here in the song that we're reading, the woman is leading the man into that private world, her mother's house, where they can express, you know, uh, exclusively their love that they have for each other. And so there are observations here. Even when you go back and you begin to read in Ruth, you know, what does Naomi do? She gives those daughter-in-laws instructions to go back to their mother's home. And so here, when we look at this, it even goes into talking about the wise counsel that was given to the daughters of Jerusalem. It said, on arouse, you know, awaken love until it's so desires. You know, wait, be careful, be cautious. See, this is a word of warning. It's a word of wise counsel reminding the daughters that love, you don't play with love. It's dangerous, especially when you activate it outside of the, of the mutual exclusive relationship of two people that are in a deep commitment. That husband and that wife, there's a bond that is there, you know. But if it's outside of the right way, uh, outside of this per, uh, per, uh, perfect timing, then you've got a problem on your hands. And so we've got to use wisdom in all things. And then when we look at verses 6 to 11, we see a wedding. You see, and it's, a, it's an event. It's a processional, and it's associated with King Solomon. And so Solomon, it is showing all of his wealth, and that wealth is describing uh, to us a royal type of love, a love between two people, two lovers. There's an image that we see here, you know, the relationship between the man and the woman. And so this chapter talks about us giving ourselves freely in commitment one to another. You know, here it is, even uh, Solomon, we can see his character, though. You know, there is some sexual gratification with other women. And so he is he's driving around in his chariot type of bed, you know, forcing himself. He's there with the daughters of Jerusalem. And there, there's the illusion, there's that sacrifice here of female victims that, that are lying, you know, there on, on Solomon's bed. And then we see the wilderness. We see a, a type of desert. This is that, that picture for a bed. And, you know, when you're out there, especially outside of the ark of safety, and, and you're with people that is not that of your mate, your spouse, that's a dangerous place to be. And so even it talks about the valiant men, you know, those men, they were guards. They were who Solomon had stationed around his bed to keep women in and to keep intruders out. That's something else. You know, it was a mess going on up in here. And so, again, <laughs> it, you know, there's some sacrificing there of those female victims. I mean, Solomon basically being a man that was full of wisdom, but Solomon lived, a, 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 you know, like a type of perverse type of lifestyle. Let's just keep it real. Let's be honest. 
And so through the words, we can see that there's royalty. You know, Solomon was one of, he had great wealth. And so here is a woman who is describing, and we can hear her fantasy about that approaching wedding day, you know, the, the procession of the wedding. You know, there's also images of smoke, of the desert, of burning, of the, the smells, which is incense. And so this is a luxurious type. It ain't cheap. Trust me, ain't nothing cheap. And so the bed, when we look at the bed, this is why I say you have to study the word. You got to get into that word. You got to seek and search everything that the word of God is saying. And so when we look at the bed, when you look at the entire reading of everything, we see that the bed is called the carriage or the chariot that's mentioned in verse 7. And the thing that's so nice about this, we can even see what it looks like. We see a full description of this type of bed, this type of chariot, you know, this type of carriage that Solomon had. It was made of the finest thing, which, of course, we know that it would be. I mean, the finest wood of Lebanon. And then it is made, we see the gold, we see the silver, all the upholstery, the colors here, you know, the colors of purple, which really is, is red as we look at, you know. So the interior, it talks about, has been laid out by the daughters of Jerusalem. Here it is, there's a lot of, of love and loving care that is here, you know. And, and Solomon, really, Solomon was a piece of work. You know, I can imagine that, you know, everything that he had was for his his comfort, for his convenience. Why? Because he had the wealth, he had the power to give himself all the luxuries that he could ever desire. And the people, those, you know, that were found to be able to go inside of this bed chamber, you know, it was well guarded. Again, there's that three score, and that's 60. Um, here is the finest battle experienced soldiers that could be you know, that were on constant guard. They didn't go off. There, there was somebody constantly there on guard. And so the purpose here is describing the wealth, the grandeur of this wedding. It's appropriate for the magnificence of the wedding of these two lovers. But you see, again, as we said, with every natural, we got to look on the spiritual side here. Hallelujah. Because, see, the church is giving here, we see an account, there's been a trial, you know. Sin will cause the lover of our soul to withdraw himself from us. And that is what we saw here. You know, here it is, the, the woman, that here it is, she couldn't find him. She was seeking, she was looking everywhere, and she was in great pain, you know, and, and she couldn't find no comfort whatsoever. But she knew that once she find him again, she would not allow anything to come in to cause her to lose his favor ever. And then when we look at the daughters of Jerusalem, they're admiring everything, the excellences even of the church, what we see in verse 6. And then the church admires Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We see Jesus under the person of Solomon. You know, that bed, the lifeguards that's about it, the, the chariot. See, she calls on the daughters of Zion. They, they're admiring her. You know, they're admiring him. She doesn't want them to see nothing but him. That's the way we are as the church. 
Everything that we do, everything that we say should never be pointing anyone to ourselves. That's why I have a bit of a pet peeve when it's always, and when I hear and I see people that are flocking here and there and and ministers that are pulling people to themselves, we ought to point people to Christ. See, and that is what he's saying as far as the church is concerned. You know, those that admire, we should always be making sure that we direct them to Jesus Christ, who is the lover of our soul. And so here, when believers accept Jesus as theirs, and when we join ourselves to him, we're in an everlasting covenant. That's our coronation day, you know, that time of, of, of in our soul. Because before conversion comes, you know, what happens? We crown ourselves. But when we take on and begin to crown Christ, you know, we continue to do so from that day forward, see. We recognize that he's our head, and we come into obedience to him. We set him up in, at that throne in our hearts, and we cast all our little crowns at his feet. Hallelujah. See, this is that day. It talks about it's the day of his espousal. Here is where he betrothes them to him forever in loving kindness and mercy. He's joining, you know, us to himself in faith and in love. And guess what's so wonderful? God gives himself totally to his bride. He's given us a promise, you know, that he is ours and we are his forever and ever. And do you know that I'm going to say, because there's so much that I can say, but a lot of times we we, uh, go over our times because, I mean, there is much that can be said when it comes to this particular study. But, you know, in in today's top society, you know, we find many prominent brethren. There are so many popular churches. There are famous preachers and, and ministers. They can comfort, you know, one. They, they can't even begin let me just say that when you are looking for something and when you feel that you're at that place and you, you're looking and you're, you're at a low peak in your life, there's nothing that these of prominence can even say that can bring about any comfort because it's like your soul is being afflicted. You know, you, you can't find the love of your life who is Jesus Christ. But when that day comes, you know, it talks about here, you know, when she left from the watchman, what happened? She found them, whom she had sought, who her soul loves. And if you can hear all throughout this, it talks about whom my soul loveth. It can't not be about money, about houses, about cars, about building, about facilities, about things. But it can only be about our love that we have for Jesus Christ. That's who our pursuit shall be. Y'all remember the movie with Will Smith and his son, The Pursuit of Happiness? Our real pursuit and happiness comes as we seek after Christ. See, and when we find him, we find all the joy, all the peace, all the happiness. Disappointments in life are completely driven away when we seek after Christ and when we find him. And so we need to hold out. We've got to keep the faith. We've got to have patience, see, because all throughout, as we look at this, we see the natural side of two lovers. But here we are dealing with the bride of Christ, the church, 
and Jesus. They are the lovers. Hallelujah. See, we seek Christ until we find him. Here it is, that spouse that is looking. She's looking in vain upon her bed, you know, but he withdraws. That for us needs to let us know, never do anything that will cause God to turn away. Don't allow him to say, you know what, I don't know you. But when we begin to see that there is stuff that is happening in our lives that is causing us to be in a place where it seems that we can't find him, this is the time when we need to get on our face. This is that time like never before that we need to be found in our secret closet. This is that time when we need to be going through meditating in the, throughout the night watches. This is the time when we need to be as the scriptures as I will rise now. We're not going to just stay here and just settle and then allow the enemy to perplex us and keep us from walking into that place of being holding hand in hand with the lover in whom our soul loves. We're going to rise up. We're going to seek him. We're going to find our beloved. We're not going to delay. We're going to seek him immediately. We're going to seek after him while he may be found. Because you know what? Those that seek, they're fine. When we seek after Christ, we will find him. We're going to get up. This is the reason why there's a cry today, a cry for the intercessors to come out of their slumber, to come out of their sleep, and to begin to arise, to begin to come away from the warmness of the bed, to come from the comfort of the sleepiness, and to get up and to seek God. There's a quest that you and I have today of our beloved. Those that see Christ, we can't get startled because of some difficulties because you can trust me, there are going to be difficulties in this life, but we have to go forth. We have to completely continue to move out. We've got to go within the city. See, we've got to know that there will be some things that will be trying to sideswipe us, but we've got to keep seeking after the one in whom our soul love. My, 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 in the streets, as it talks about here and Solomon, for those that are just tuning in, we're talking about, you know, even in the streets, the gospel church, you know, here as we go through times of, of repass, times of, of things that we see, we've got to keep seeking after the Lord, seeking after knowledge in his word, seeking to have that sweet communion in him. You know, seeking everywhere, knowing that we won't rest until we become satisfied, and our satisfaction will never come until we are completely in the presence of our lover, who is Jesus Christ. And then as we look again, it talked about how she had inquired of the watchman. See, you know, in the nighttime, the watchmen, they were going about the city, you know, they were preserving the peace and the safety to God. They were assisting the honest and those that were quiet. And see, sometimes as believers, we've got to press our way through the crowds. And that's because there's lots of delights there, lots of stuff that is out there to get us sidetracked, things that will try to get our attention. But we've got to press our way through. Hallelujah. You know, I'd rather be constantly found seeking after the things of God than seeking after the things of the world. I remember I went back and and even saw where it said, you know, even Mary Magdalene, you know, when she saw the angels at the the tomb, 
you know. And she said, what did you do, you know, with my Lord? <laughs> she went to see Jesus. And so the, the children of the bride chamber, guess what it tells us in Matthew? That they mourn when the bridegroom is taken away. And so here is that time where we've got to stay focused, where we've got to keep our eyes stayed on the lover of our soul. There is nothing like, like Jesus Christ. And I love this so much because, again, it talks to us in a natural sense, in a way that we can understand so then we can relate to the true, real love relationship of what love is all about. It deals even with lovemaking. Here, having that intimate relationship as a husband with his wife, here with the bride of Christ, with the bridegroom. She had to pass from the watchman. As soon as she had perceived it, they weren't giving her a word that was going to help her to find her beloved. When people is not giving you what you need to be able to see Jesus, you need to keep it moving, keep on going. You know, it's not a time to just stay around. You need to keep going. You know, there are times when there's a vision. God will give you a glimpse into what is to come. And you have to know that even though it don't show up at this particular time, when God has given it to you, that that appointed time is going to show up. And so even when the watchman can't give no account of anything, you know, what has been spoken in your soul, you got to keep moving and knowing that it will come. You know, it's going to come to pass. Because God has given it to you. There's a comfort in knowing that even after you keep waiting, you know, keep on waiting, it's going to be so sweet when it comes. Hallelujah. And so there's a wonderful thing in verse 4 when it says, you know what, she was at a peace and at a joy when she found it. My, 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 that in whom her soul loved. You know, now she has found. But now there was also something else that was the fear of losing him again. So she was going to do everything that was necessary to make sure that she keeps him, that she's going to stay right there, hold him by his feet, <laughs> never to let him go. Many of us have gone through many things. And when you know how hard things can be, once you get it again, you do all that you can to make sure that you keep things safe and secure. We lay hold to Christ. Do whatever you must, but don't let anything shake your faith. Let nothing move you out of your place or your position with the Lord. And so that is what we see so much, having the favor with God when we're in right relationship with him. You know, that, that wife has a special place in the, in the heart of her husband. That husband has a special place in the heart of his wife. There is a favor that nobody else has the opportunity of having. And then as we move through and we see even more, there is the talking, you know, again, and, and a little bit of what we talked about on yesterday, even in, in Chapter 2. Again, as I said, don't arouse anything before the time. There is a time and there is a season for everything. Know the right timing. See? Know that there is a perfect time, and when that perfect time comes, it'll become sweet. See, even when it talks about the, the pillars of smoke, you know, the church is like those pillars of smoke. You know, it's that, that smoke that goes upward. There is an affection. It's a, an incense of praise, and when the praises go up, there is such a sweet smell, I believe, 
you know, in God's nostrils. He inhabits the praises of his people. And so as we see ourselves, we are the church. We are the bride of Christ. And so he sees us as something wonderful. We are to constantly be giving him praise. We should be constantly looking to him, being faithful unto him, coming up before him as that sweet-smelling Savior, my, 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 being perfumed, having that myrrh, the smell of of, of myrrh and frankincense, being replenished with the graces of the Holy Spirit, that sweet spice. We should be, when we go out into our communities, a smell, a sweet smell. Again, you all heard me talk about that when you move into a room, when you go into a place, when you go into a city, hallelujah, the smell of your presence should change the atmosphere. Y'all ever smell someone that walked by, and I think I mentioned this, when they got on the right kind of perfume, the right type of cologne. That That's not cheap, but I'm talking about that that is fine. That's a different kind of smell. It stays with you. I mean, it's almost like your head turned when they walk back. You're like, wow, that smells so nice. See, that's the way we are to be unto our Lord, unto our lover. We're acceptable to him. Ah, my, my, my. We are the apple of his eye, and he should be the same to us. And so as we look, there is a safety as we close out. There is a safety when we're in that chamber with him, the church, when that church can rest in that bed, can rest in that place, the hearts of the believers, when we can lie all night long, hallelujah, without the lover of our soul. I tell you, there is so much that is in these verses. I pray that as the year go by, that we will be able to look more deeply at things throughout the word. See, even when it talks about the lifeguards, you know, they hold swords. They know how to hold them. They're experts at war. They're well-skilled. They are posted about the bed at a convenient distance. My, 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 Christ himself, you know, even he was under that special protection of the Father. See, he had legions of angels at his very command. And so we, the church, we're well guarded. We ain't got to worry about a thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, because God has a host of angels camped around about us. God keeps us day and night. There's a charge of protection round about us to watch even for our soul. So here is that splendor. Even when we see the chariot, there's an armor that is there. Christ, the believers, we rest in safety because we got a guard that is around us. And don't you know, even when we think about it, as we look here at the chariot, we, when you think about that chariot, it rides forth triumphantly. When we are there with Christ, we are more than conquerors through Christ. The pillars that we see are also the words of the Lord. God's word is the best word that we could ever hear. It's better than gold. It's better than silver. There is nothing better than God's word spoken to us. That's why every day we're in the word. It doesn't matter about what we say, but it matters everything about what he says. 
And so we've got to find ourselves constantly in his word, meditating on his word day and night, night and day. Because that's when we have good success. And when I say success, that's not just being measured in dollars and cents, but having good success in every area of our lives. Hallelujah. The word of God is better than gold and silver. And see, we saw with the chariot, how it was decked out, all of the adornings. See, those pillars is the word of God. Those adornings, I literally could see. I could see the adornings of that chariot died in the precious blood of Jesus. <laughs> you know, that completes the glory of the Lord. That chariot was paved with love. It was lined with love. You know, it's not a love of strangers. See, as a husband and wife, that's why you don't go outside of the confines of that sacred union. You don't deal with strangers outside. See, and so Solomon was in those days when he was pointing out, you know, that they talked about the love of the daughters of Jerusalem. See, we have to have a holy love, but many want the love of the, the daughters of men. Our love has to be for the gospel. There's a covenant that we have. See, we've got that covenant of redemption. We understand the way of salvation. We receive daily the eternal counsel of God through his word. It's a manifestation of just who he is, the works of Christ, the perfection of what real love is. I'm going to tell you, saints of God, for those of you that are single, understand the love of Jesus Christ. Know that. Find yourself basking in his presence. And then pray that God will allow you to see. Because when you find that mate that is full of the love of Jesus, I'm telling you, you'll begin to understand how to love one another. When you're so in love with Jesus, you can't help but love one another. When the one in whom your soul loves, when God sends you the right mate and you both have Christ in your life, the true lover, there will be a relationship that I'm telling you the truth that will knock your socks off. Here it is, those pillars won't even be able to be shaken. I don't care who comes or who goes. See? Because in that bad chamber, it talks about, again, when you look at pillars, they can't be shaken. They were made of the wood of Lebanon. This wood don't rot. That's why we have many failures today, because they are in a wrong place. And so here you got that lasting metal, that gold, the blood of the covenant, that rich royal purple cover of the chariot. My, 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 and it's, we as believers, we're sheltered from the winds, the storms. We're sheltered from the troubles of this world. Y'all, talk, y'all remember we talked about Jesus being the rock in the weary land. He is our shelter in the time of a storm. There is a call today where the Lord is telling us to go forth. That charge that, that Solomon talked about there, here in this chapter, The Lord is telling us today, go forth, behold him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Y'all remember that song, We Shall Behold Him? This is where God wants us to behold him. Behold Christ in his gospel. Behold him, you see. Allow him to manifest himself 
Look with pleasure upon Christ in his glory. Look upon him. Have your eyes fixed upon him with faith, seeing only him, keeping your eyes stayed, your mind stayed on Jesus. Because he that keeps his mind on him, the word tells us he'll keep even in perfect peace. Let's not look off to the world, but let's look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, so that we will see the groom as he comes forth. There's going to be that great marriage day. Hallelujah. Talked about the day of his spousal, Solomon was talking about here. There are so many honors that are here. And so our thing today, we are to accept Jesus Christ and no one else, looking only for that day with loving kindness, see, as we join ourselves to him and he joins himself to us because God is a promise keeper. In closing this morning, there is a joy in heaven over, do you know, those that give their life to Jesus. There is such a joy. There is a gladness when the prodigal son returns for those that may have had a son or a daughter that have went off. When they come back with their right mind, there is such happiness, such joy that we find. Well, here it is. God is telling us to go forth, to behold the grace that God shows even towards sinners. That's why all of us should be evangelists in the land. We should all be looking to see people come to know Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of their very soul. He is the bright and the morning star. Hallelujah. And I pray that today that you will go forth meditating on this particular chapter. Solomon has, this has been some, some awesome readings. Some great readings that have taken us from one place to another place, and it has taken us from glory to glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, and so at this particular time, um, I am going to, to pray uh, for us all, and I'm going to open us up for prayer requests. And we know that there are so many, even as I was reading this today, I am actually seeing so much in the body of Christ where there is such a need for what we have been reading about in Solomon, where we need to be as the church, as the body of Christ. Amen. And so I pray that that's going to be you all's prayer, even as we finish out the remainder of this month, as we begin to go through these holiday seasons, that we will begin to see Christ in a whole different way, that we will see ourselves in a most different way um, as the bride of Christ. Amen. At this time, hallelujah, uh, we are getting ready to pray. If there is anyone that has a special prayer request, um, I want you to go ahead and unmute your line. I'm going to take your prayer request at this time, and we're going to prepare to pray. Amen. Are there any prayer requests? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I got two of you at one time. I think I heard. <laughs> Let the big... lady go first. Praise God, Apostle Rose. Um, for traveling mercies, everyone that's traveling to see their loved ones this season, and uh, for the homeless and people that are going through uh, oppression, had depression uh, this time of year, who have lost loved ones, um, and just they're just down on their self, and um, that they get the joy of the Spirit of Christ. Thanks, Apostle. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Katrina. We will pray. Amen. Brother good Thomas. morning. Yes, good morning. I would like prayer requests for all of the servicemen, both here and abroad, their caregivers, and also their family members. And also for the senior citizens that are here uh, in the state in various uh, situations. Some may be in the home, be intended to by uh, caregivers, and others may be in, in um, uh, care institutions where they're being cared for. And also for those that are in the uh, uh, judicial system that uh, are away from home, away from people, away really, a lot of them just feel like they just throw it away. So uh, I like prayer requests for them also. And also for those people that's going on the uh, uh, to trips to their family members' homes or just going on vacation or whatever at this time of year by car, rail, uh, plane, and ship. We thank you so much. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Brother Thomas. Amen. We will pray. Amen. Is there any other prayer request this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, if there are no more prayer requests on today, we are definitely going to go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Did I hear someone? I have a prayer request. Yes. Amen. Um, I ask that you please lift up Sister Lena and her daughter. Yes. We have Oh, this morning. Amen. For protection and love. Amen. 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 We will pray. Amen. She was on earlier, so we definitely will be praying for her. Thank you so much, uh, Minister Carla. God bless you, daughter. Amen. Amen. Are there any others this morning? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Good morning, Evangelist. God bless you. And everybody, my brothers and sisters in the Lord this morning, I just want to keep my family in prayer and my husband. He's not feeling too well. He um, put a pull a muscle in his, on his side. So I want to lift him up in prayer. And um, also um, my normal family, you know, uh, Mother Guarded and um, Bishop uh, Warren and my spiritual parents, Bishop Warren and Evangelist Warren, uh, the uh, Gertman family. Uh, Church and God in Christ, Bishop and uh, Bishop, um, I'm sorry, uh, Bishop Warwick Gertman and his wife, uh, First Lady Gertman, also the Salvation and Deliverance family, um, my godmother, um, well, my, my godmother, uh, Dolores Bonner, and um, she's almost, matter of fact, she's almost, matter of fact, she has a praise report. She had a blood clot in her leg. And she went yesterday and is gone. So we thank and praise God for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she had a blood clot in the leg. And, and now, God, you know, she went there and she no longer has it. So I thank and praise God for uh, that. Um, you know, she was very concerned about that. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I want to lift her up in prayer. And um, I guess that's, um, yeah, my girlfriend, she wasn't feeling too well. Her name is Michelle. Um, she's feeling much better now. Um, I would like to lift her up today. And my cousin, my cousin, my little cousin, 
uh, Naya, we know that she's um, suffering. Um, you know, she has uh, lupus, so I want to lift her up today. Amen. Mm-hmm. God bless you. God bless you, Evangelist. Amen. We will pray. Amen. We will be praying. Hallelujah. Final call for prayer request this morning. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Well, we're going to pray. I do ask that everyone please join your faith with mine on this morning as we believe God for the requests that have been made known as well as for those that have not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before we pray, I need the Lord. I need thee every hour. I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you this morning, Lord. We thank you on this day. Hallelujah. We glorify you on this wonderful day that you have made. Hallelujah. On this morning, oh God, we come with a heart full of praise. We come with a mouth full of praise, a heart full of thanksgiving. We come today to you, oh God, thanking you for allowing us just to see you on this morning. We come today thanking you for allowing us to be able to join our voices together and to be able to mingle together with our family in you on this morning. We thank you that we woke up with the activities of our limbs. We thank you that today we woke up without getting a call in the middle of the night of a loved one that had been lost or one that had been placed in jail. We thank you today. Hallelujah, oh God, that we're able to lift up our hands. We have our hearing. We have our eyes to see, our mouth to speak. We thank you, oh God. We take nothing for granted on today. And so, Father, right now, we ask that you would search our hearts. Father, before we come, making any petitions today, we ask that you would create in us a clean heart, renewing us the right spirit. Forgive us, O oh God, for the times that we have been wrong, the times that we have sinned, every sin of commission, every sin of omission. Forgive us. We repent today, O oh God. Father, this morning we lay aside every weight. We lay all of our cares at your feet today. And, Father, because we understand that any unforgiveness, any harbor of bitterness that's on the inside, it will hinder our prayers from going forth, and it will cause your ears to not be open to hear our cry. God, we walk in forgiveness today. We release everything. We release everyone today, oh, God, and we ask that you would help us to have the true love that we need to have, not that of lip service, but that that is real. That that comes from the heart, a true love that only you can give. And so, Father, we thank you for that this morning. We thank you right now, oh God. I give you praise. I give you glory. And I give you honor, oh God, on today. Now, right now, we come against the powers of the enemy. We come against the spirit of the enemy that may come to try to bring any doubt. And this day, oh God, we thank you 
that we are covered by the blood of Jesus. We thank you right now that we're able to touch and agree in our different locations. And by the Spirit, we are touching and agreeing, and we are believing you that you're moving on behalf of every individual. We thank you for those that have come on this ministry broadcast, that have come to stand in the gap before for family members, for friends, for colleagues, for their churches, for their leaders. We thank you today, oh God, for those that are standing in the gap for their family members, husbands, for their wives wives for their husbands, children for their parents, parents for their kids, grandparents today. We thank you for every niece, every nephew, every uncle, every aunt today. Oh, God, hallelujah. We thank you for your men, your women, your children, your families that are represented. We thank you for every leader that is on this call today, those that are in the chat room, those that are listening even to the archive. We thank you, oh, God, that it's not by chance, but it's because of a divine appointment that they are here. And we thank you, oh, God, that we know that there is nothing that is too hard for you. And so you are meeting today their very need. And so, Father, we stand in the gap today. We lift up Sister Lena. Hallelujah. We thank you as she was here earlier this morning, pouring out her heart, sharing, oh, God. And so, Father, we thank you that you are a way maker. We come against every plot, every plan, every scheme, every tactic of the enemy, and we say you got to bow to the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, oh God, for you moving on behalf of Sister Lena, that you are touching the heart of her daughter, that you are correcting her heart, that you are directing her path, and that you are causing her to have a do-right mind in Jesus' mighty name. And, Father, we ask that you would touch that you were even blessed within that entire household. Father, we ask that you would move through that house like a tsunami right now in Jesus' mighty name, that you remove out everything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Remove, oh God, any anxiety, and Father, fill it with your peace. We rebuke the very spirit of the enemy that would come in to kill, steal, and destroy, and we speak life right now over their lives. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the testimonies that shall come forth. We thank you for that daughter coming, oh God, and being reconciled with her family. We thank you that you're removing out ungodly relationships right now. Break every unholy tie right now. Cut every sever, every unholy alliance right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that you're able to do exceedingly above all that we could ask or think. There is nothing that you are incapable of doing. And so we thank you that you're already doing it. It's already working out right now as we believe by faith. Hallelujah, we believe that it's already done. And it is so because you told us that we are the redeemed and we can say so. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Sister Ruthie this morning. We thank you for the Banks family this morning. We thank you for the Bakers this morning, oh God, for the Baker family as a whole, oh God, even for Pastor Baker that's away, her and her husband. Father, we ask that you would bless. Keep them safe on the seas on today, oh God. Let nothing take place, no storms let it arise that would hinder their trip or cause any type of issues on the, on the seas today. God, we bless your name. Hallelujah. We thank you for the Kip family today. We thank you for the Scots, the Whites, the Blackwoods. We thank you for the Williams today. We thank you for the Wilkerson's, the Johnson's, the Wills. We thank you today, oh God. Hallelujah. Father, we lift up even this morning, Apostle Marlene. We thank you for a mighty woman of God. 
We thank you for her husband today. We thank you for her family today, for her children, her grandchildren. We thank you for her ministry, for her life, and the anointing that is upon her life. We thank you for the revival that she has been in. We thank you for souls being set free, minds being made new, folks being revived. God, we bless your name today. Hallelujah. And we ask that you would continue to work for her, oh God, like never before. Continue to move in her life like never before. We ask that you'll continue to strengthen both her ministry here in the U.S. as well as that there in Jamaica. God, we thank you right now. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for the Browns today. We thank you right now for every family that represents, oh God, that is a part of our lives today. And, Father, we thank you for Sister Katrina. We thank you for all of her family members. We thank you for her standing in the gap for loved ones and for those that are homeless. There are so many, oh, God, that are celebrating the Christmas, and they're all about buying the gifts. They're all about the great celebration. But there is someone that is sleeping under the bridge. There is someone that has nowhere to go. Someone don't even know what they're going to eat. They're scrimmaging through the trash and the garbage can. God, touch their lives today. Bless us as people that will have a love, a compassion, and a passion for those that are without, those that don't have, those that have been kicked to the curb, placed under the bus, those that nobody even look at. Father, today, touch. Hallelujah. Many that are going through, this is that time through the year when many are depressed, they have a spirit of oppression over them because they feel like they are alone. God, let them know that they're not alone. Lord, let your light shine upon them on today. Let them see your light today and that you will give them the assurance on the inside that you, they are not alone, that you said in your word you will not leave or forsake us. And so, God, we thank you today. We ask that you would bless them, bring them, give them that place of self-esteem, that they will have faith, they will begin to believe, oh God, that you love them. Give them the joy, hallelujah, that they need, that joy that will be their strength, that will sustain them, and that will push them into tomorrow. Father, right now, we ask that you would regulate the minds of those that are even contemplating suicide. We come against that suicidal demon right now, and we say, die right now in Jesus' name. We speak life right now. Put the gun down. Put the knife away in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, oh, God, for you giving new life, even that that went to take another person's life. Oh, God, let them think about the, what they're about to do and that they put away from their thoughts, their mind, to take away another person's life. Father, we thank you today for your moving throughout the land. Hallelujah, God, we bless your name on this morning. Hallelujah. God, move right now. Move up every street, every avenue. Go down every boulevard. Go up every circle. Oh, God, go within the cul-de-sac. Go within every crack, every crevice. Move, oh, God, today like only you can. Father, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah, we thank you this morning, oh God, even for Brother T.C. We thank you, oh God, for my brother. Hallelujah. We thank you for Brother Thomas. We thank you for his love, oh God, for his stand representing everyday military men and women, those that place themselves in harm's way. God, we ask that you would bless, oh God, every military man, even those that are waiting, oh God, they have pending cases, waiting for their disability to come through, waiting for their funds and finances to come in so that their lives can go forth. Father, we thank you right now for blessing them. Those right now that are there in the VA hospital, those that are
that are being admitted, those that are already in the hospital. God, we ask that you would comfort their hearts at this particular time. We ask that you would bless, oh God, every soldier today, whether they're here or whether they are away. God, we ask that your angels will be camped round about them. And we ask that you would comfort the hearts of their family members that have been left behind. Give them that peace, oh God, and knowing that all is well. And Father, today we stand in the gap, even for every senior. We thank you for our senior mothers and fathers. Oh, God, those that have lived their lives, we ask that you would bless, oh, God. Let their latter be greater than their former. God, we ask that you would bless, oh, God, even those that are being taken care of by caregivers. Bless caregivers to truly have a heart to care for others. Bless that it will not be about them, but it will be about the needs of others. And so we thank you for the caregivers today. Many of the caregivers give out before the one that they're caring for. So give the caregivers the strength that they need to endure the task that's been assigned to them. So let us see it as an assignment. Hallelujah. Let us do it unto you, oh God, what you've called us to do. Those that are in institutions today, we ask that you would move. Those that are in prisons. Oh, God, we ask that you would move today. Those that are behind the prison walls and those that are mentally in prison, set the captives free today. Oh, God, we ask that you would bless let them know that no one has left them alone. Oh, God, help them, oh, God, to be strengthened. Let even those that are behind the walls, let there be a different mindset, a different attitude, oh, God, on today. Those that are traveling this morning, oh God, and throughout this week, whether it's land, air, or sea, give safe traveling mercies. We thank you for the angels that you have on assignment for us today, that we dwell in safety, we move about in safety, even as we're about to travel on today. God, we ask that you would be around our vehicles on today. Those that are going to work, those that are going to school, those that have various places in which they have to go to, be with them on today, oh God. And, Father, we thank you. Right now, oh, God, let there be your people, as Minister Carla was crying out today. Let there be, have your people that have a heart for you. Let there be that perfection in their heart to want to serve you, oh, God, in the beauty of holiness, walking in righteousness on today. Perfect your body, oh, God, this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you right now, oh, God, for all of your people, for the entire body as a whole. This morning, oh God, bless the fivefold ministry, those that are in ministry positions, those that hold leadership positions. Bless the body as a whole, every member within the church, the church building, oh God. Bless your people to come as one, speaking the same thing, having the same language, dancing to the same beat today. Hallelujah. Let there be no little, let there be no isms, no schisms, but let there be a harmony and a unity of heart. Father, we thank you. Father, we lift up Evangelist Scott today. We thank you right now, oh God, for her heart. We thank you right now for her passion for your people. And, Father, we stand in the gap for her today, for her husband. Father, we thank you, oh God, for marriages on today. And we thank you right now. We stand for every husband and every wife today. And we come against anything that would come against spouses in the name of Jesus. And so whatever sickness that's trying to attach itself to her husband, we rebuke it right now. Allow that muscle discomfort to be gone in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you completely heal, oh God, every part of his body, every muscle, every tendon. Allow everything to flow in his body. Allow his body to line up with your word. We thank you. 
for her husband on today, and we thank you for her as a wife standing in the gap for her husband, and we stand with her, and we believe you for his complete healing, for his total recovery in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Father. We thank you all for all of her spiritual parents. We thank you for Mother God, and we thank you for Bishop Warren and Evangelist Warren. We thank you for Mother Gertman. We thank you right now for First Lady today, oh God. We thank you for, for salvation and deliverance today, church. We thank you right now, oh God, for Mother Daughter. We thank you for the praise report that's already gone forth, oh God, and we thank you that you are continuing to do a great work in her today. We thank you right now for Evangelist Daughter right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for her precious life on today. We thank you for Michelle this morning, oh God, that she's feeling better. And we thank you for an overall sense of well-being that's overtaking her right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you right now for Janiah today, oh God. We thank you that you're continuing to work in her body. We thank you that you're continuing to clean the blood. You're continuing to move throughout every joint, every muscle. We thank you right now, oh God, that you are her healer on today. We thank you for Steve today, oh God. We thank you for all of her family members, for all of her friends, her neighbors, oh God, today. We thank you for her ministry. We thank you for her business today, oh God, for what you have given her, that creative idea, that witty invention. We thank you for expansion today, oh God. We speak increase over her life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we lift up all of your people today. We thank you, oh God, for men and for women, that you are going to close them the right books. We thank you today for you bringing out the songstress, oh God, for you causing those to even write song lyrics. We thank you that even as they write these lyrics, the lyrics will be found in the hands of those that need to find it that cause wealth to come in your people's hands. We come against the spirit of lack right now, and we speak the abundance of more than enough. Be that joy, God, in the lives of your people. Hallelujah on this day, oh God. Let there be nothing lacking in your people's lives on today. We thank you that as we close out this year and we're about to move into a new year, that there is a new elevation, there is a greater elevation that is taking place in the lives of your people. We thank you right now for increase in all that they do. We thank you right now for business expansion. We thank you for new ministries that are coming forth. We thank you for debt cancellation. We thank you for your people that have made a qualified decision to owe no man nothing but to love him. God, we thank you right now. Hallelujah that we walk in that abundance because you are our provider. You are Jehovah Jireh in our lives on today. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you right now, oh God. We ask that you would bless, oh God, even Rowling and Silas today. Father, we ask that you would bless them, oh God, as they are about to be with their with their children in Texas. God, those parents that are joining with their children, children that are coming to join with their parents, Lord, let there be such a uniting, oh God, even Sister Joanne, who's going to be meeting with her daughter, and they're coming together to have a wonderful time of, of fellowship. God, we ask that you allow families that have been distant, families that will come together, and there will be just such a joy. Hallelujah, such a peace. We thank you for the spirit of reconciliation that is going forth in the land today. Reconciling loved ones back to each other. Oh, God, for you are a reconciler. Hallelujah, we thank you. Relationships that have been torn, that have been tattered, that have been shattered. Oh, God, you're able to bring back together. And so we thank you for it today. Father, we bless your name. 
I thank you for Apostle Nooks. I thank you for Pastor Jerland. I thank you, oh God, for Reverend Sam, oh God, and for Dr. Sandy today. I thank you for all of your leaders all across the land, Pastor Frieda. We thank you today for them. God, we bless your name for the people that you have sent across our paths and in our lives. We don't take them for granted, but we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for right relationships, and we thank you that today you're bringing forth new relationships in our life. We thank you for Brother Bryson, oh God, today. We thank you right now, oh God, for all that they do, oh God. I thank you right now. And so, Father, this day, we thank you for allowing us to have had this time to be able to sup at your table, to be able to read your word, and to spend this time in prayer. And, Father, we know that there are so many things that we could be petitioning for and praying for. But, Father, we pray that we have prayed what you have told us to pray for on today. Hallelujah. And if there is anything that I have failed to ask for, I ask that you fail not to grant it. Now, we come against any retaliating spirit, anything that would try to stop what has been spoken for today, and that you will activate faith in your people on this day, that they will believe that every word that has gone forth, that it shall come to pass, that it is so. And we thank you for it, and we seal this prayer this day in the name that is above every name. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray, and we say amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just come before you this morning. Listen up your precious service, Father God, on this morning. As she poured out for us on our behalf, Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you refill her on this morning. We ask that you feel her, that you strengthen her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Father, we ask that you meet her every need on today and her heart's desires on this very day, Father. Father, we pray a hedge of protection around about her as she goes to and fro today. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, wherever she let her feet be blessed, whatever she put her hands to today, let it be blessed. In Jesus' precious name, we pray on this morning. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for this powerful time of prayer on this morning. Amen. 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 It is praise report time. If you have a praise report or a testimony that's burning on the inside, amen, now is the time to share. Amen. Amen. Well, I have a praise report. Hallelujah. Yes, to God be the glory. You know, um, there was a, a need that I had and I wasn't quite sure how it would be. But you know what, yesterday after going, um, and you know what, we we trust in the Lord with all our heart, and as Brother Thomas said, we lean not to our own understanding. And I'm telling you, yesterday when I went to the mailbox, I was able to get what I needed, and there it was, you know, to help. It didn't take care of the whole thing, but it did take care of part. And so I am rejoicing in the Lord that he is a way maker. He is truly our provider on today. And I'm just rejoicing, even on yesterday, 
um, going out, being able to be out in the community and providing food to those that we don't know. The Lord allowed me to stop at one particular house. I didn't know where I was going, and it was uh, sort of in the hood in a bad particular area. But it's where I felt the Holy Spirit was leading me to go into. And I stopped at this one particular place, and as I stopped and I parked in the driveway, I'm like, well, it's like a little dirt. They didn't have a driveway um, in this particular area. And I wasn't quite sure whether I need to go up in there. And, you know, I stayed for a moment, and then I said, Lord, you haven't given me the spirit of fear, but you've given love, power, and a sound mind. I said, I'm going up. I don't know what's going to come out there, though. I don't know what's going to be coming, running around from the back, but I'm going to have hallelujah. And I tell you, before I could get to the door, a young girl come out the door. Oh, yeah, God. And when she come out, she said, I know you. You Apostle Rose. I looked at that, huh? Excuse me. She said, I watch you on Facebook. And when I saw you get out your car, I recognized your face. Hallelujah. 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 And you know, I thank the Lord. She said, I'm here. I take care of my elderly grandmother who has dementia. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, you know, nobody but the Lord. It was just a little bit like a little place that looked almost condemned. But, you know, God had a way for me to go there and to stop there. Hallelujah, not allow fear to grip my heart because of the area that I was in. And it was such a blessing. House after house, someone, you know, people I saw didn't have legs and just, just to be able to go to their home. So I just want to say I thank the Lord just for being able to, to be out and to see the smiles on people's face. They did me more good, hallelujah, than I believe I could have ever done for them just to see the smiles on their faces in bad situations, but yet being able to have a smile. And so that's my praise report, you know, of being able to be obedient to what the Lord says because he'll make everything all right. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Won't he do it? Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Apostle, I have a praise report. Um, I had sent um, a certain amount of money to someone that had lent me money uh, for car repair about a year and a half ago, and um, she didn't remember that. She, uh, you know, she just assumed um, it wasn't a loan. I, I personally went as a loan, but anyway, I went to my mailbox yesterday before. My son and I went out to go do a little bit of Christmas shopping because things are tight. And lo and behold, in the Christmas card was the same amount I had sent her. And it was like I was just praising God because, you know, my father knows my needs. And I needed that little bit to take care of um, my grandson this Christmas. And, you know, I had gotten into prayer and you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to buy this and that? And, and you know, I had to shut my mind off and, and just give it to God. And right in the U.S. postage in the mailbox in that Christmas card was um, a little bit that I was able to um, take care of it yesterday. And I, I just want to give God the glory. Hey, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Mm-hmm. Amen. I have a song. My song is 
My song this morning is, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The angels bowed before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. That's my report this morning. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There are no more praise reports, testimonies, or songs on this morning. Our morning announcements are as follows. Meet us here each and every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central. Meet us here for our morning manor broadcast. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, help it be a blessing to others. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a coworker. Tell your your grocers who tell somebody. Amen. Allow it to be a blessing to someone else. We have to know this is the holiday season. Karen is sharing. You can also call me in on the freeway. That will help also too. Amen. 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 We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us this morning for a time in God's Word, for our powerful intercession on this morning. Hallelujah. We know God is working. He's working behind the scenes. And this is only the beginning on this morning. We give God the glory. We would like to thank Sister Katrina for reading our scriptures. We thank Apostle Rose for Doing all that she does, we cannot thank her enough. And to God be the glory, we give him all those thanks. When we had 10,000, it wouldn't be enough to thank him. But we thank him for what we got on this morning. Amen. 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 This brings us to the end of our morning matter broadcast. If all hearts and minds are clear, I'm going to now call back Sister Katrina to read our benediction scripture coming from Jude 24 and 25. Praise God. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory. With exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. On behalf of us here, our family, the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, we want to wish you all a wonderful and blessed day and bless your family. Amen. And remember that today is Watchful Wednesday. Be on the lookout. God is moving suddenly. Open up your heart and your eyes and your ears and watch God change your life on today. Amen. 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 That's a word right there. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you, Faith. I love you. God Amen. bless you, all Faith. All of our new callers, love you. We love you too. Amen. God bless you. If I can't get on, 
this Friday, I just want to wish all my brothers and sisters a merry, blessed Christmas this Amen. Sunday. And, Amen. Uh, I'll, you know, enjoy. I'll be in intercession, of course, for all of you individually in my prayer time. And Amen. you teddy bear hugs and butterfly kisses wrapped around you. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. God bless you also. Amen. Same here. We'll be praying for you. Evangelist, we are continuing to pray for all of the family members and all. Amen. God bless you today. We love you. Love you too. Same God bless you. God bless you all. Same here, woman of God. Yes. Love you all. Love you too. Uh, Sister um, uh, um, Carla, please make sure to let uh, uh, Lena know to send me an inbox message so that I can get with her later on today, okay? Okay, I will. All right. Amen. God bless you. Love your daughter. Brother Love Thomas. You, Amen. Love you, Brother Thomas. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. You all have a good day today. <laughs> 